Hello, happy Friday. Welcome to this week's episode of the Devon Hour Podcast. I'm so excited for everyone to listen to what we have to say about our hometown, Jersey City, and gentrification, the mayor, the council, all of it. So this is a very exciting episode, a very important episode. So make sure that you're really paying attention. Also, shout out to Karen and Ryan for coming on. We had a great time recording this episode. So with that being said... I hope you enjoy, and I'll catch you afterwards. Ryan, hello. Nice to meet you. How's it going? Nice to meet you, too. So Twitter this, mutuals. Yes. <laughs> so this is our first time talking, but I know for a fact we definitely got like mutual friends. Oh uh, yeah, for sure. Karen being one of them. Of for course. sure. I, I can't. <laughs> oh yeah. I no, that was a surprise one. I didn't know. <laughs> you said Karen's gonna be on. I said, Oh, how are you guys connected? Yeah, do, did you go to Dickinson? Yeah, I find out. Nah, me no. I went to did McNair. You? That's how I, I didn't That's care. No, Ryan, we both went to McNair. Not the McNerds are up in here, child. I mean, honestly, <laughs> off, off record, I tell people that I was homeschooled. Some people Why would you say that they've seen me there. I just, I say that I went to visit people from time to time. That's why they saw me there. But really, off record, I tell people I was homeschooled for personal that's, reasons. So yeah, you know, that's nothing wrong with that. I, I couldn't. Maybe I should start doing that. I do not name <laughs> that facility. Let's just say that. L O L. That that's, is funny. That's another podcast for another day. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Right. That's, that's another time. I don't. You know, that's another time. It's. And I thought Ferris was odd ass mess, and hearing the McNair stories, oh no, y'all went through it. The block be loud as hell, so I'm gonna <laughs> say it now. You hear a loud ass engine coming down the block. I mean, I wish I could stop. If you hear unnecessary honking for five minutes long, because for some reason there's this unwritten rule that we're gonna just honk for unnecessarily long periods. So I'm gonna just say that, so there's no surprises. So. That's my I mean, it just adds to the authenticity of the episode, to be it, honest. We are talking about Jersey City. It is. This is my first time on a podcast ever. Like, ever. Wow. So, <laughs> history. <laughs> history. The, the shock. <laughs> because I've known Karen for two years now, right? I, I think we met junior year. So, mm-hmm. and we were yeah. really tight in that marketing class, child. It was, I think we were the only two black folk in there with some damn sense. And... business is not the realm for black people i'm telling you when you start getting into business and politics with black folk they coon and buffoon like no other when i tell you i dropped that minor like that wait because i was gonna make that a minor too but i'm telling you that intro class like I swear to you, I was just like, nah, it can't be. Like, there's no way only five people out of 30 have sense. I refuse to believe it. If, if this is what it's looking like, I just can't. Like, the one 
girl who was talking about her hair business and every example had to be about her hair business every class and I'm just like listen AliExpress I'm here to learn I'm not here for like every class every example had to relate to her business it was very chaotic so let's just say that it had become an official minor and I'm not blaming it or not not blaming it on that class Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Devin Hour podcast. I'm your host, Devin, a.k.a. devin Too woke Yes, I do have a do-rag on. No, I don't want waves. Yes, I want to keep my hair moisturized. Period. Welcome. <laughs> we have two very special guests today for this episode. We're going to be talking about Jersey City, my hometown, our hometown. Um, and we're going to get into a lot of different topics. But I'm so excited to have my friend Karen on and also one of my favorite Twitter mutuals, Ryan. Welcome to the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Everybody, I already gave them the rundown, so they already know. We, we cut up over here on the Devon Hour, okay? So we're going to get into it. So I just want you guys to, I'm going to start this episode off. I really want to start it off with something controversial, right? <laughs> so. I want to know, best pizza spot in Jersey City right now. Go ahead. The Pizza Masters. You know, being in the Heights, that's why I got stadium got second or first. I had a lot of stadium at one time. Amazing pizza. But convenience-wise, got to go with Pizza Masters. Okay, okay, okay. Interesting. You know, personally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just feel like I should even comment because before I embarrass myself and then people go on and be like, she lives in Jersey City and that's what she said. I'm going to just say <laughs> pizza master, that's a great chin. It was great pizza. And that's all I'm going to say. I can't, you know, bow out out of this one, you know. It's only one answer and it was stadiums. Um, that is the best. And since I, I do live downtown and there's a lot of people who will argue Stella's or Helen's and I say, you could go fuck yourself. Nah, nah. Um, it's <laughs> a no from me, dog. Find a new spot. <laughs> now, I really want to know, where did you grow up in Jersey City? You said, you said the Heights, right, Ryan? Yeah. And I'm down. Well, I grew up. I, I lived on the hill. I used to live on Grant between Martin Luther King and Bergen. So I was in a hood, child. And then my mama said, oh, hell no. So we moved down, downtown. Um, well, we're not in, like, in any of the houses and shit down there, but we're just down yeah. there. Right? I'm, I'm like across the street from Ferris. So that's nah, where I'm There's people holding it down in downtown. There's there a is. There's a amount of people holding it down. We, we try, child. They're trying to boot us out. <laughs> the, the emphasis on trying. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I, I've grown up, yeah, I grew up in the Heights, same building, same, like, my whole life. I don't, yeah, West Side, I guess, that area, but not really. Yeah, I can't That's, tell you what ward that is. Yeah, Lincoln Park <laughs> area is what I'll tell you, not the West Side part of the block, like, the Abraham Lincoln part of the block. <laughs> okay. What do, you, what do you call that area? Do you just call it JFK or something? I don't know. What do you call that? This thing, I live in between JFK and Oregon. So, so I guess West Side. 
I don't, I don't, you know, it gets, it gets confusing. I actually searched up my house one time and I swear to you, I was on, like, my house was a dot on the line of two ward of two wards. So I love that for us. Someone's got to do it. <laughs> someone's got to hold on to this raggedy apartment. Someone's <laughs> got to do it. And if it's someone, I'm glad it's me. Glad. You better, you better hang on tight because one swift move and that shit will become a luxury rental. Okay. You got to hope. Hold on. Yeah. How how have you seen oh, your um your 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 area change from when you were younger to now? Or has it been the same? Uh, if it's like, been the it, same, lucky for you. There has been um like I'd say dramatic changes that kind of happen um slowly but surely. So like some of the things are um so I'm gonna start with general of like infrastructure, right? So there's a lot of infrastructure change. Um, within the area, I, uh, so like Persian Field has had like a dusty track field, like from when I was running there till about a couple of years ago when they decided to like actually pave it over. And then you start to notice these changes, and you think they're connected to like um, community care, but they're kind of connected to like the new community that's moving in. So the parks get nicer. Uh, then you start to notice like um, restaurants changing every so often. So like mm-hmm. there's a consistent basis of, oh, there's a new restaurant here, same building, the new restaurant a couple months later, the new restaurant a couple months later. Um, and then like we have these weird houses now, like the houses that I'm used to seeing, and there's one big like three family house with like a, a thumb door, door handle with like these giant windows this, this has a its own garage and it's like none of it really fits into the neighborhood um and then like within my own building there's renovation of apartments and increases of rent like astronomically like as soon as somebody moves out they increase in rent crazy oh no i feel like my block specifically not much not much not like significantly like I feel like growing up it was crazier though like more people on the I'm like I live on those streets where the summertime everybody's out on the street all damn day so yeah it's pretty much like it's still like that every summer I would say the the action off record the violence has simmered down Except when it's summer and it's hot and people are lit. But yeah, I feel like it's calmed down in that way a bit. Um, generally around my area, I would say the same thing. Like seeing one raggedy building constantly swap out for a new restaurant. Like I think there's this one, I don't know if you, all right. So there's this one it's like by Duncan Avenue on Bergen like they have those restaurants there now and it's like a barbecue place there's this one right next to it that's like yes first it was a French yeah it was a French bakery and then it turned into something else and now it's a chicken and waffle spot and yeah so I've seen that swap out a couple of times um I'm not too far from Journal Square, so it's been interesting to see a Starbucks that's not downtown. Right, Jollibee, Wendy's that's not in like a 
you know, 440 or something like that where you expect to see a Wendy's. So like in Journal Square, like that's kind of odd. Um, but the same thing, not necessarily in my building because my landlord is cheap. Downtown, it has been um, a good, obviously it's been a lot of changes down here, right? But in my particular area, it has been, it kind of remained untouched because it's like those first couple of blocks have just been like, you know, housing and stuff. But now they changed that damn church into a condo. And when I tell you I am terrified, nothing scares me more than white people. I was just like, <laughs> I change a church into a condo? I mean, then there's no hope for the rest of us. Oh, yeah, girl, we out. Uh, they want to yeah. give us the 10 years, okay? Get your shit together and move. Because if they're willing to take down a whole entire church and change it into, like, a condo or whatever, that's ridiculous to me. I said, oh, hell no. I got My time is ticking, girl. What the church? Wow. Yeah, so it's, it's been wild. And seeing, like, these big old buildings, like, I don't understand why it's like always luxury or condos. Why can't it just be regular ass apartments? Um, it's always, it's always those. Question, question, because you know, on every tiny piece of open land that there is in this city turns out to be a hundred foot story condo. <laughs> And let's, you know, let's break things down. Let's get into that a bit, you know? So these things cost thousands of dollars for like studio apartments. And we all know that it's to fit the 1%. Now, please let me know how many people are in that 1% that we can need to continue to build these buildings. I know they're not all packed to capacity. They're not. For a fact, like you have 30 buildings all within a 10 block radius. And I know they're not at 50% in each building. So when do we as a city say, you know, enough, let's stop building. That's the thing though. It's, I feel like there'll never be a, not a surplus of people just leaving New York because they can't afford to live their dreams over there. So it's a consistent flow. It's like, they go there, oh, can't afford it, they come here. Or they, they're like, I want to be over there in New York, can't afford it, what's the closest place? Boom, they're here. So like, even people with like regular, regular jobs over there, they might, like, because my boy, they they uh, they built a new house next to him. He got like, like five heads that come in and out of one apartment. This year, yeah. so it's like they're doing the roommate thing, and it's just like a couple, maybe a couple hundred dollars cheaper per roommate mm-hmm. over here than it would be over there. And, it, and so it's like, it's like, man, it's like there's one percent, like those super crazy buildings living with just their family. But then you look at the rest of the people in that building, it's just everybody that can't be in New York right now. And that's then, it's like, why aren't I feel like some of these open spaces need to turn into parking lots because the parking in this city is non-existent. It's, at this it's ridiculous. It's, it's really ridiculous. Existent. Like, I don't drive, but my dad does. And, like, I think the other day it took him over an hour to find parking. 
Yeah. Like I would literally leave my car in the middle of the road and just it's beyond me at this point. Like <laughs> if I come back and I have a car, great. If I don't, I mean maybe for the best because I would just personally give up. But it's insane. What I find interesting oh, is that like that's always been Jersey City's appeal, right? Like because you can't go to New York City, so you come to Jersey City. That's always been our appeal. So that's not something that I'm shocked about or like frustrated about because yeah i understand it like you're going to come over to jersey because you can't afford to live in new york and nobody wants to pay those prices but what i don't like is all these high rises and stuff and they're not filled like it's going to end up like brooklyn like how brooklyn has all these high rises and condos but they're not filled and then homelessness goes up and it's just stuff like it's stuff like that Mm -hmm. that really scares me for the future because when because jersey city was a commodity now is being equivalent to a New York, which scares the hell out of me. Because then it defeats the purpose of coming over here. Mm-hmm. I, so I don't understand. Yeah, it. but you know, that's what um, you know the mayor wants. Oh, we're gonna get into his ass in a minute. <laughs> he wants to be New York Junior. Um, it makes the city look good. I guess he makes a lot of money doing it. With all oh. these developers shaking hands. It's done. You know, re-election. It's easy to run re-election when people funding the campaign. That's true. Okay, but I don't care who the hell's going against him. That they get my damn vote at this point. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care who's running against him. I just be like, bitch, whoever this is. <laughs> yep, you. You and next. That's the thing. Is like that's what the conversation always boils down to. Is like always vote blue, and that is pull ups blue. Right, He's and technically a blue guy. And I think that's what really opened my eyes to like uh, understanding that just because you are blue or a Democrat or whatever, that doesn't make you not racist. Because one thing I appreciate about Republicans and people that vote red is that at least you racist and you're racist to my damn face. So I know what the hell I'm getting into. But for you to vote blue and to be a Democrat and for you to be is latent racism so they're not outright calling you an n-word or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. but they're definitely going to build some damn buildings in your area and give you an uh, undisclosed amount yeah. of time to get the fuck out and i think that's yeah. just as worse they gonna right. they gonna build a million dollar park and you're gonna think it's yours for four years and then the sky rise gonna be built there like let's talk barry fucking <laughs> lane barry lane yeah they did them dirty, but we're going to, we're definitely going to, to get into that. But speaking of New York, how do you feel about the New York comparisons? Cause I feel like every single time there's a conversation or like a video that goes viral in Jersey city, people's like, Oh, that's New York. And we're just like, <laughs> that's, <No>. that's Columbus. <laughs> like the guy with the sled and they were just trying to call it like, that's not, no, that's yeah. Jersey no. city. That's us. I feel like socially it's annoying because you know, like you be on Twitter, whatever the case is, and New York people swear for whatever reason that Jersey City people are attempting to be like them or stealing no. their type of thing. I'm like, do you understand how close we are to New York City? Do you understand the amount of transportation systems that lets both New York and Jersey Jersey people go in and out like it's nothing? Like a lot of people live in New York but work here, a lot of people and vice versa. That's one. Two. Um, we as Jersey City, I feel like 
us right here, we're closer to like the city than some people who live in the state of New York. Like that is true. Our, like our cultures are very similar. I hate the whole like, oh, they trying to be like New York. Like, no, I just think the vicinity has made it easier to share cultures and lingo, whatever the case is. I think it's weird to be like, oh, they trying to be like us. Like, no, we're not. And the Jersey Club how people like to steal it and call it other names and claim that it original oh this is Miami music yeah. or this DMV music like no that's Jersey <laughs> I just have to say that I needed to put that out there stop stealing Jersey Club and naming it something else <laughs> period yeah, the dances through. never the dances never ever like meet right you know, it's always like no. the dances way down yeah, for real. I I also noticed like a lot of people from New York who live in like those hoods where they do come to Jersey, like they do end up moving here. And they so end up moving to Patterson. That too. <laughs> like, <times> out of <laughs> that too, because child. That's a whole different. That's a whole other podcast on Patterson child. <laughs> but um, yeah, like we share a lot of the lingo. So like a lot of the things that we say, it does come from New York because that's just where we're at. But I feel like Jersey City has like a very specific type of lingo. So it's it's Jersey, of course, and then yeah. it's also New York. It's a combination of both. So when people compare us, I'm like, well, like that's cute or whatever, but we're definitely in New Jersey. Like we're still Jersey people. So I don't really like the whole like yeah. grouping us into one or or trying to compare us because I feel like it's two it's two different ball games if you want to compare they, Dykeman to they even, <laughs> anything else. Yeah, they even don't – they don't even compare – they compare themselves among themselves, too. Like, I don't know. Most of the people from New York I meet aren't familiar enough with Jersey City to have, like, opinions on it. They have, like, mm-hmm. a general opinion of New Jersey, which yes. is somewhat fair because, like, if you look at New Jersey as a whole, it's like, whatever. There yep. have been times where it's, like, lingo I've used has not translated, and they're like, oh, that's some Jersey stuff, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah. So it's like I know that there's, like, distinctions. But even when you talk to them, it's like, oh, you from the Bronx, someone from Brooklyn, someone from Queens, someone from like uh, like Harlem. They all got their own like little like, oh, you move like this because you're from here. Mm-hmm. So it's like I never try to take it too personally. It's, it's when people from Philly say that Jersey's trying to copy Philly. That's where I'm like, oh. Yeah, now Philly <laughs> needs to relax. You're like, that's like, now you're like, because like, what? How <laughs> you cross the line? Right now, now I'm offended. How dare you? <laughs> like, how dare you? <laughs> you? How dare you, Philly? <laughs> Nothing about New York, but how dare you, Philadelphia? Right. <laughs> oh, it's facts. Like that's actually quite disrespectful. Yeah, it's facts. Yeah. Right. Honestly, honestly speaking, when I talk about Jersey, let it be known that I'm only talking about like the northern parts of New Jersey. And if I can even specify more, I would say like Hudson, Essex County. <laughs> like if I'm being very honest, like when I'm talking about Jersey, even if I say Jersey and I'm not specifically saying like Jersey City or this and that, I'm only talking about northern New Jersey. I have no clue what lies beyond northern. <laughs> I've gone down there once or twice. And I'm just like, yeah. So there's like farms and stuff down yeah. there. And I'm just like, are you like what? Not even like even up here, like though. like Sussex County, Merce, like 
All them, they all have farms and shit. Warren County, that's up north, but they are racist as the fuck over there. Oh my gosh, Trump land is ridiculous. That's why I have to specify the northern and just say like Hudson, Essex. Yeah. When I'm we just like, mean east. We just mean the east. Right, just us over here. Like I'm not really claiming. That's it. And that's the thing. Like New Yorkers has been able to do that. They've been able to do like we're New York upstate that don't count. Um, right. Long Island, that don't count Long Island. That don't count whatever they say. But for some reason, like all of Jersey gets lumped into like one. Exactly. I guess it's because we're connected, like physically. Right. But I'm just and like they I, aren't I, technically. Like, but I, I think it's unfair. I don't fully understand the you know the Italian jokes like the Jersey Shore stuff. Like I watched the show, but I'm just like I've never lived that life. I don't I ever really see Italians up here. To right. be honest, I see another other white group, but I really don't be seeing. Spend my summers on a boat no. at the beach or downtown on the boardwalk. Like that's not what I did. No, you know, so I can't relate. Nobody's going to Wildwood because it's a bleeder and I have to get down there. So. <laughs> Like I, I hate being grouped into every with every other group of New Jersey because we're so unique. Like Nork, I feel like Nork and Jersey City, we could I think we the really the only ones that could really have like a commentary. Patterson if they want to, whenever they decide to be a part of us. <laughs> but South Jersey's out of the question is a no. Any beach area is is a no for me. Um for a lot of those who are out here listening to this podcast and don't know what gentrification is, bitch, Google it. Um, I'm not going to sit up here and explain <laughs> some shit that you should know. But gentrification is definitely hitting Jersey City hard. I think when I started at Kane in 2016, um, it was a whole different city. And every single time I would come back home, it'll be something new. So I wasn't here living here like real time, seeing the shit change. But how was it for y'all? Because I I can't I can't believe it. Was, was it like just a blink of an eye that shit started changing, or was it like gradually? Like, what's it, your perspective? It feels like that. It feels like a blink of an eye. But um, so like growing up, like I wasn't really uh, um familiar with a lot of the different parts of Jersey City because right. I just kind of just stood at home, was in the Heights mostly. Um, so I, I wasn't familiar with downtown much before it was changed but um i've been subject to conversations with people who have witnessed the change but for my experiences uh, it's been it seems like a blink of an eye but then you start to think about it and it's really just been gradual shifts so like you don't necessarily notice one or two people move into to your neighborhood because they don't change the building mm -hmm. but they're there they're in the building you know it's like they start those roots kind of early and um like, like, again, so, like, the, the park thing changed, and then, like, after that, like, big buildings start going up, big, uh, fancy, whatever buildings start going up, and those come in fast. It's like, boom, yeah, they do. building it today, it's there tomorrow, um, so, and then you see a couple of them, you start to notice them more, and you're like, wow, a lot of things are changing fast, but it's like, oh, they, they, these contracts have been signed years ago, mm -hmm. you know, they had to have been, um, and every other change, the small change they make in preparation has been um, been established throughout the years. So it feels like within the last two to three, maybe five years, but it's been probably like the last probably 15, 20. Yeah. 
I personally, I feel like I've felt like it's been gradual, at least the, like the last few years, but for, for like for the most majority of my life, I've been gradual. And I will put that on the fact that I feel like growing up legit in the same neighborhood my entire life. And it's not just me though, like pretty much majority of the people on my block specifically have all lived here my entire life. So I feel like outwardly, because I don't really like go around all over Jersey City, I'm pretty much in my neighborhood because the people at the very least have still been the same. I feel like it's been easier for me not to realize like how much has changed outside of that because like when I'm looking outside, when I'm looking around my neighborhood, like it's pretty much the same. Like the same corner store that's been there since I was a kid is still there. The same people who live on the block is still there. So I feel like in that part, but when I leave like my neighborhood or whatever, I feel like in the last couple years, for sure, I feel like things have just like, it's been like quick. They just popped up. Yeah. Like, even going to like McNair, like I remember, cause like we all take the bus or whatever and stuff like that. I even like, by the time we graduated and even like now going back and I see like, damn, like this new building, like I think, well, Ron, you'll know, like walking from McNair, you know, when you walk to Newport Mall and you take like the St. Anthony's way, that big ass building that's like yes. right across from um, Newport, I was just like, I think I had gone back sometime like after we grad, like after we graduated and I was by Newport, I was just like, yo, when did this ginormous building get here? And I feel like it was only like a year or two after I graduated, I was just like, yo, was I not noticing this every time I walked here or did this really just <laughs> come out of thin air? So I feel like some things I feel like I just was oblivious to. And then when I finally looked up and realized, I was just like, damn, like so much has changed. Yeah, it's crazy seeing how like buildings just get put up, how apartments are just built. <clears throat> and you're just like, what the fuck? Like when I tell you living on campus, and coming back home like every other week or so it was like i was living in a whole different world every single time like it was crazy seeing like this come up and then that come up and then from freshman year all the way to senior year when i came back i said damn bitch downtown ain't the, ain't the same downtown yeah and, and like it's natural for cities to change but when yeah. you look at the history of how cities change it's always on, um, I guess, the white man's time, right? So there's like <laughs> white flight. They dip and then they just come back and like they dip and like impoverish an entire city by leaving, mm-hmm. right? To go to those burbs. And then they're like, they raise kids that are like, I don't want to be in the burbs. And then they right. go to the city and then they change it. And then again, it's like you're, they, they're, they're bringing a revenue but impoverishing the city and like the, in the way that the city is, is represented by its people. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's so sad. the change is always brought by them. That's true. And it's very sad because I noticed that every single time something is brought up and built, they always try to give something to the community. Right. So like a park or like, I think recently with the Barry Lane, like a recreation center or Laurel court, a school. Yeah. And that's that to me so is sinister. It's so sinister. That's right. written in the um so like when they're fighting for um like twenty percent affordable housing, um they argued that let's bring it down to five percent. And they made the five percent optional. So 
an optional in the sense that if you give something to the city in terms of like you put money into a park or you put money into recreation or you build a police station or you build a fire station or whatever, you can opt out of 5% affordable housing. So it's all, it's all, cause then you think about the infrastructure that they're giving to the city is going to the people that occupy the buildings that they want inside their buildings anyway. Like bitch, we don't want no damn park. Right. <laughs> exactly. give us, just build a damn, or don't build the building, just build a park or just build a school. And we are currently in a, edu- what is it? Is it an educational crisis where there's not enough schools to accommodate all the damn kids that are over here? So just build a damn school. Like that Laurel Court situation threw me for a loop. I was like, do you really need a fat ass building to have a school? No, you don't. Just build a fucking school and give it like a number. Give it like number 45 or some shit. Like, do you really, like, are you ridiculous? I don't care about the kids, man. They want people that come here with dogs, no kids. Right. But even like my dad, like whenever we're downtown, he never fails to mention the same thing which is like how different, like for me, I feel like I didn't really see it. And by the time I was like old enough to really be aware and understand it, because I didn't really regularly go downtown until I went to school down there and I had to go downtown. But like my dad, every time we go downtown, he always says like, it's how crazy it is. He'll tell me like how 90% of the buildings are there now were not there 15, 20 years ago. Like, there was literally all of like probably like three or four big old skyscrapers. And now there's like 20, 30, like everywhere you go, there's a big one. Like the BJ was dingy. The, <laughs> the was dingy. BJ's parking lot. Did you see the building that's in that parking lot now where Pet Boys used to be in the BJ shop, right? Yes. I was just like, and it's like a little, like its own neighborhood. Like even like the street sides of the parking lot it's like different it has like a sidewalk and like yeah grass and i'm just like where did this come from like <laughs> and they have really- a school there too that's a school that they built in there too which i was like ain't nobody fucking going over there that's not accommodating to us hood kids <laughs> right. that's accommodating to like the 10 people in the building who have a kid right exactly so yeah it's it sucks and now we can talk about the mayor because I really just feel the need to uh, address this man. But I do not, when I tell you I do not like Philip, I genuinely do not like him. When I found out he was from Edison, I said, put him here. How did he get here? Who did this? I blame yeah, the adults. It's easy. It's easy to run against somebody in a red, who's red in a blue city. That's true. Yeah. It's easy. And that's, unless we, we kind of reevaluate deeply who we have, both in, the, in our council and in, in, uh, in the mayoral position and under that, we're going to constantly fall into that same cycle. Because who was it before? It was Healy, right? Yes. Yeah. Got to get rid of Healy. <laughs> Not going to vote red. So, you know what I'm saying? And then it's like. Healy was a Republican? I'm not exactly sure on the man's positive. I just too young to be familiar. I just like at least when I was a kid, I just remember there was always some activity and it'd be like Keely. I'm just like, hey, that's a good guy, you know? 
Right. Yeah. My mom, my mom thought he was a decent dude. And I was like, okay. I don't know any of his policies, but I just remember there was always some kind of like kid activity. I'm just like, thanks, Mary Ellen. But well, up on the other hand, well. Because when he, I remember when yeah. he was running, and I remember people like, oh, he's something fresh, something new. And for that first couple of years, I guess through our time in high school, like he really wasn't, he really wasn't doing much from our perspective. We were like, okay, whatever, like you're here. We're just going to keep it pushing. But as we get older and we starting to see like the changes and how drastic the changes were, I was like, oh wait, this man is evil. Right. Like this, like at one point, at one point I was like, you know what? I commend him for his, his strategy. Okay. That's some shisty <laughs> shit. But then yeah. now I'm just like, yo, this man is really evil. Like for you to come from Edison to come here to Jersey City and then to change it the way that you're changing it. And the fact that even as as of recently when Aisha McFadden got shot and got killed and he didn't say shit about that, but he was so quick to speak about the Jersey, the um, the, the shooting at the deli, at the Jewish deli. And I'm just like, Oh, so this is where you're at. So I'm going to just say this bluntly. Mayor Phillip is anti-black. Period. And that's on that. He's anti-black. He's anti uh, by POC. Like, I I can't stand him. And he needs to go. He got to go. He's anti-Jersey City. Like, he hates hates Jersey City because he's constantly trying to change it. Rapidly. Uh, Oh, rapidly, yeah. With the, I don't know how, uh, how long has he even been in an office? Eight years uh, now. Bike Rapid. lane, the bike lanes that are now taking over regular driving lanes. Let's let's get into it a bit. You know, goes back to parking. The Colonel Square, <laughs> the Colonel Square area is already chaotic as it is. They've now taken up a whole lane in the worst possible part that you could in Journal Square <laughs> and have made it a bike slash parking lane right in the center of the street. So as if it wasn't already chaotic over there, now it's even worse when there's one less lane. Now Grove Street, you know that street when you're coming down and they've now blocked it off, the one lane to make it whatever that's supposed to be. And I'm just like who's asking for this i need a list of all the people (laughs) asking for this i need all 15 of their names because i just like it's ridiculous i'm not understanding why we need you know what it just came to me lincoln park i grew up that park is literally right down the street so i've spent many summers there (laughs) they completely changed lincoln park before you used to be able to like go either way so yeah. you could easily like cut through and get to 440 now you have to take a 15 minute diversion and go all the way around the park if you want to and like i didn't realize how much of a difference it make but it's a huge difference and it's honestly and you know what they did they added a big old bike lane going around the whole entire park can't forget the bike lane <laughs> and, I didn't and that's that. the thing too it's like it's 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 easy to like make those things digestible without realizing like what the actual 
um, motive is behind it. It's easy right. to be like, what, you ride bikes, right? Everybody rides bikes. Wouldn't we want them to be safer on their bike? Right. And it's like, yes, but people have been riding bikes for, for 30 years. Perfect. And I see people ride on the street and avoid the bike lane that had to be there. Like, I still, still see people avoid still. the bike lane. I mean, I feel like we we were doing just fine without them. Yeah. So. And it's like they didn't care enough to build the bike lane there. All these oh. kids riding bikes on the street, it wasn't their concern. But a new consumer comes in with their, you know, their, uh, I don't even know, what's, what's those bikes that they ride with the big wheel in the front and a little wheel in the back? Fixies or something like that? The city bike. Uh, city bike people. That's oh, yes. City go. bikes. That, oh my God, almost forgot about that. What an know. era. What an era that that died down really fast, though. It did. Wow. They're still out there, though. The Lime Scooters in Hoboken died fast. Oh, yes. <laughs> Those lasted all of one summer. <laughs> they did. They only lasted one summer, and then they were done. I don't see nobody on city bikes. I think I see a lot of people steal city bikes, but I haven't seen like that. Yeah, okay, yeah. And honestly, it's You what see, they like, deserve. the average. It's what they deserve. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because some of the streets that I've seen, like, the biking racks, I'm just like, why? There's, first of all, there's not even enough room for pedestrians to walk on the sidewalk. Why is there a big old city rack? There's rack one, right like, away? around the corner from my house. It takes up, like, two parkings. That's ridiculous. I That is... And then, one thing that really, like, threw me for a loop is when I, my friend was working at Ani Ramen, um, and she, we were talking to this white woman, and obviously she was not from here, and then she was like, we're talking about like gentrification and all that. And she was like, it, the rent is getting too high. Da, 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 da. And I'm looking at her. I was like, girl, it's your fault. But number, but secondly, now you know this city done fucked up when you got a white woman complaining about some damn rent. I said, oh, Philip done did it now. <laughs> exactly. We got we got new buildings with garages in them. So in my area, mind you, this is like probably one of the worst areas of Jersey City to park. Um, the heights, the heights is ridiculous. Got, Always been ridiculous. We got new buildings with driveways now. Driveway takes up a parking. Three new buildings on the block. Three parkings gone. <laughs> you got alternate side on the street parking. Right. It's, it doesn't add up. None of it. None of it adds up. And it's, we're not a city that has the infrastructure to be carless. No. Exactly. And I'm just. And I feel like. I'm just not understanding why that is something that we think that isn't important, something that we don't think, oh, that's an easy thing to get rid of. Like, I don't feel like parking has ever been something Jersey City has had a stable hold of. So the no. fact that they're just adding, like, I don't think there's ever been a time where we easily found parking, but like the fact that we keep on adding to it without adding parking is just like, so at what point do we realize maybe we went too far? Like right. Speaking of housing, you've now triggered me. Um, the real estate, the prices of Jersey City make absolutely positively not a lick of sense. Not in not a single lick of sense does it make the pricing 
Can you even like, live by yourself as a young person in Jersey City? Like, is that even possible? Um, no. So <laughs> it just like I've been looking. And I'm. Just, it really, you know, those run down. And when I say run down, I mean raggedy. Like at this point, we're probably gonna have to demolish just about the entire place and start from scratch. Yeah, those type of homes. You know, you would expect, okay, rundown house like that, that's got to be under 100K because it requires so much renovation. Not in Jersey City. Those homes are at least $300,000 for a house I have to completely redo. (laughs) Are you kidding me? It makes no sense. Like, you can't even, like, attempt to, like, okay, let me just find a place that I can work on. You can't even do that because that alone is costing you 300, 350. Like it makes, and then like they're building the newer, nicer homes in the areas that need work. The areas that most people don't want to live in is where they're building the newer homes and then jacking up the prices. So it's just like, it's a lose-lose when you're trying to live in Jersey City and you're not filthy rich. It's a lose-lose. Uh damn that damn girl. I was I was dead ass like apartment hunting and stuff and I was like oh hell no. Especially <laughs> down here. I'm like oh hell no. And like you really have to struggle to survive here. And I said damn like we don't when I tell you like we're New York can't even sustain that. Don't know why they think Jersey can. Like <laughs> like uh it's ridiculous. It's crazy. Um, I also want to dig into the council real quick. Um, to those people of color on our council, you should be ashamed of yourself. There's a good amount of them on there. And specifically, this my criticism goes to the three black folk that's on there. Because y'all have to have lost y'all motherfucking minds to agree with the shit that you are agreeing with. I don't understand it. These, the black folk on the council really throws me for a loop all the time, especially the, who's his name? Jeremiah. I think he's Ward F or some shit like that. That's my, that's my mama called him. Yes, it's, it's <laughs> they, they, uh, they're up for re-election. I forget when exactly, but again, not enough people are familiar with, um, with the, with whoever's running on a, on a basis that's, um, more than face value. So it's like right. you see whoever has the most posters up and whoever is able to spend time walking around knocking on doors or whatever. That's who you're going to vote for. Right. Those people are just appointed by Phillips. So he runs, he finances their campaigns. So it's like, well, they're always, he's, his agenda is, is, is three, is like four layers deep because there's only two people yeah. on there that mm-hmm. are against him and his uh, whatever he has uh, has to offer. And it makes it difficult to have any any real change because the council backs him. So we have to re-vote the council. We'd have to vote him out. And then we'd have to make sure that the council is not adhering to whoever's next. Council should be a group of people that are, you know, looking for the genuine, like, best interest of the city, not someone looking to be buddy-buddy with the mayor. Right. Exactly. And that's how I feel. And... It's just a cognitive dissonance when it comes to a lot of different situations. Like when it comes to the Laurel Court situation, that's what those that they claim that's what the people wanted um, living there. And it's not 
and they really didn't take into consideration how it would affect that area because they're right next to VI, and then but they're really not taking any consideration of anything that goes on, like how it affects anybody in the city. Um, but they claim that's what the people wanted. Well, people didn't want that fat ass building by Barry Lane, but yet you still approved it. So it's like obviously there is an agenda. Obviously, the mayor he has a vision of Jersey City, and he wants to make it. And I also believe he wants to make it like this. He claims he wants to make like this mixed income utopia. I want to stay with my Puerto Ricans and my black folk. That's where I want to be at. I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> Honestly, I too, like I'm just us. I'm not trying to, I get it, but I don't, I'm good. I'm yeah. good just here with my folks. Yeah, I'm, I'm good off actually, of that. I don't actually need you to be around us. We just want better living conditions. We don't want to actually live with you guys to get that and another thing i feel like the younger people of the city i just feel like we need more genuine interest in it i feel like especially with us and you know like we have so much access to like the social world and what it's like to live in so many other places yeah so i feel like a lot of young people like us they're just like listen i'm not worried about it i'm worried about moving out to this new place and yeah like not a lot of young people like us are thinking long term about Jersey City. They're all thinking about like, yeah, I'm moving out. I'm going to Atlanta or I'm going to Houston or I'm going somewhere else. Like they're not thinking about staying here. So because of that, not enough of them care about who is running the city and what the, the things that they're doing. Because they're just like, listen, I'm only here for the meantime. I don't really care. And I feel like if more young people really educate themselves about what's happening and we like band together, like we could actually physically change things and make it so that we don't all have to run away in order to have better living conditions i feel like that also comes from the adults as well like the adults clearly don't want to be here either so definitely the children are going to be like well i'm trying to get the fuck up out of here too Mm -hmm. which i understand like if you have the opportunity to go somewhere else and live better why not do that you know obviously there's an outcry for at least affordable housing you know what i mean like did you hear what they're doing with bayfront like they're trying to make it like this little mixed income area and shit it's like it's like by by what is it down by duncan or whatever down there it's by the um it's like going to the path the old pathmark area that down there bayfront yes that's where it is so they're trying to like make that whole utopia and be like it's going to be low income housing over there and it's going to be uh people with higher incomes over there and I'm just like nobody wants that. You're nobody wants that shit, okay? I don't want that. I would rather to be honest, I would rather them just make a whole new hood. Please. I'm begging. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't even the, the the idea doesn't even make sense to me. It does like, there are more people who are low income. So automatically by giving things to higher income people, you are still forcing lower income people. No matter how many you accept, twenty percent is like the bare minimum and you can't even do that. Right. So you're just continuously throwing these people to the side with every building you build. Right. And again, when you go you're talking low income, who who decides what the, what that even looks like? Who decides exactly. if they're Jersey City residents? They could be people from New York who are making a certain amount of money that is deemed low income that are now moving over here. Right. And, and, and the what person is from here is making significantly less money. You know what I'm saying? It's it's yeah. a tricky thing to to um, like who who is really uh, mandating what's 
considered low income and like what are the standards yeah what is low income when the medium income is keep going up like what does that mean so low income here could really mean like 50k 60k when a lot of us who live in legit low income are making under that like a good amount of us are really exactly. making under that so what is low income? and is it yeah is it based on credit credit scores because we you know how oh, that oh we're fucked works right if it's credit, um, yeah, if who you're tends to have exactly who has better credit scores and all this history and all this not criminal history does that take in, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, factors that can take into a part of whether someone gets just a regular apartment or not. Yeah, because they definitely do run your credit, they do background checks, they do all that. So if you are a person of color, automatically it's like, well, that's done. That's why I say the whole housing situation, the whole zoning situation. Um, it's just anti-black. It's, it's just a whole racist-ass system because it's already set up for us to fail. If you don't check a certain amount of boxes, you're not able to acquire certain things. So I feel like for a city that has so much deep history with people of color, you would think, damn, let's accommodate to them and really help them out. But instead, they're just like, no, get these niggers out of here. <laughs> and it pisses me off. <laughs> and I hate it. <laughs> Like it's it's what because they it's the most diverse city in America or whatever, but it's the most segregated city. The us in Chicago, but we even are more segregated within our even own sections of diaspora. Right, that's you true. Because like again, it's like every single Hispanic person I've ever met has lived up here, no matter what they look like. And then you go to West Side, it's a different story. And you go to pockets of West Side, so you're like over here is like where people from like the middle east tend to live amongst each other and it's like it's all these different pockets of people and then now it's people trying to just take over all these different sections mm-hmm. and then still get the culture but also kick out the people that are creating the culture that they are attracted to yeah None of it makes sense it doesn't sense. it doesn't so that's why i'm hoping for 2021 when the election comes people really do their best to vote um, and I really mean vote for the council. Philip, you know what? If he's here for another four years, I will sadly cry. But yeah, the council, the council I feel is like, stronger. Yeah, they're the people who we really got to be voting for. It's just like with the president, you know, you got to vote for who's in Senate. That's who you really got to vote for. Right. So I could give a shit about Philip. It's more about the wards. And I feel like that education needs to be put out there so people could be like, okay. This is the people we really need to vote for. Um, so I really hope with this upcoming election, some shit turns out. And, and peop- I've, I've noticed a lot of people are becoming more aware of what's going on. And I see a lot of discourse about it. And it makes me very happy because this is the most discourse I've ever heard about any election or about anything that's going on in Jersey City. So that makes me feel good. But also at the same time, it's just like we really need to you know, show our actions, stop talking and really be about it and get these motherfuckers out of here. I have a question. Do you guys see yourselves staying in Jersey City? Like, let's say, let's say, obviously, financially right now, it's like, but let's say that was taken care of a bit and it didn't become as expensive to live here. Would you guys stay here or would you guys want to move somewhere else? Um, well, my field, so I'm in the podcast world. So I work in podcasting and I do a lot of podcast work. And the best way to get a lot of those jobs is in New York City. Mm-hmm. 
So obviously I don't want to live in New York City um, because it's going to be too high for rent, rent wise, whatever. So staying in Jersey City is ideal. But I'm also at the point where I'm like, I kind of want to go somewhere else too. Like I want to go and explore and go see what the other options are. Like DMV area is looking very nice. Obviously, a lot of the jobs and stuff available to me is in New York City. Mm. So staying here is kind of like, it makes sense. But it just makes me uncomfortable to stay in a place knowing that the council and the city hall is really against my being and my existence. So it's yeah. kind of like, but then also you think about it, where else would you go? If that really was matter to you, like where else would you go? Because everywhere you go is going to be like, people don't fuck with you. Exactly. So, I don't know. It's either exactly. get your money up or leave, bitch. That's, I think that's the option. <laughs> Yeah, for me, it's, it's very much uh, connected to work as opposed like, what am I doing and what is the area that I need to do it in? So uh, everybody in my field talks about East Coast, West Coast, you know, bouncing back. Uh, I always imagine myself East Coast-centric, so Jersey City. I, every time I think about things I want to do, it's, like, for the city, for the people, like, who live in the city. So, I'll, like, at some point, I always imagine myself, even if I were to leave um, to different places for Coming periods right of time, back. I always – coming right back i don't want to like i don't want my kids to go to private school i want them to go to like a public school in a city yeah, my kids need can. to go to ferris that's what they need to do <laughs> get some real education <laughs> <laughs> so it's like yeah it's like i always imagine myself at some point coming back and or just being here a majority of the time because there's so much work that needs to be done mm-hmm. and i feel like um it's too often put into the hands of other people even, even in the creative like i want to help people like kids do things in the arts you know and it's like am i going to go do that in a city that's foreign to me which is like yes that's a nice gesture but it's also like what about the people right. who were in my position not too long ago I so i always way. imagine myself coming back um so if i could live here um if i could always have a home here i'm completely happy with that yeah yeah, I feel that 100%. I feel like I'm, like, in the middle. I feel like part of me wants to, like, explore what's out there just because, like I said, I've been in the same place my entire life. Like, I know no other place. So it's just, like, what is out there? I feel like maybe spend some time just traveling and seeing what the rest of the world looks like. But at the same time, I feel like I do, as crazy as the city is, I do love the city because for the very reason that makes me want to go out and explore is the very reason that makes me want to stay here. This is the city that I know. Like, I know this place. I'm comfortable here. Despite the crazy things, I, like, still, I love it here. Like, so I don't want to, like, I can, like, sometimes I think, like, okay, if I do move, where can I live? And I think, like, I can imagine myself living anywhere else. Like, I don't think I could live in, like, Cali yeah, I don't think yeah. I could like I just can't imagine myself even New York even though it's right there I'm still just like but I'm not there's too many people in New York like there's a <laughs> lot of people in Jersey City but there's, like, yeah, yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of people in New York and it's just like I'm not trying to be around all those people like so I feel like at the core I feel like I'm always gonna be here I just, like, the same thing that you said, like, if I could always have a home here while still being able to go out and explore other places, I feel like, for me, that's the best of both worlds. Like, that would be the dream, to always have a home here, but still be able to, like, go to other places. I feel like it's one of those situations where it's just like, I guess I'll stay. Like, it's like one of those. (laughs) Because, like, like, yeah. 
I get you. Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, you good. I was like, even the places that I'm looking to go visit, I'm like, how, like, like, are they like Jersey City? Like, do they have, right. the, like, are they culturally as, you know, quote unquote, we go with the diverse word. Are they as culturally diverse? Like, is the food going to be as good over there as it is over here? As all Hell no. Right. So I was like, yeah, it's like you look for those pockets of places that's like, like when I think about traveling like overseas, I'm like, oh, well, London has a, like a strong Caribbean community. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, um, yeah. like, a, like a diverse community of people that exist in the, in the, within their pockets. And it's like, well, I'd like to go to those parts, you know? Right. <laughs> like, I don't want to go to like, you know, necessarily like Germany or <laughs> these other places where it's like like i'm in i guess indulging in their culture which is like right. nice but it's like i would never want to live here yeah, yeah i agree it's we're such in a unique spot in the world in general like being outside of new york city being like directly outside I, there's not a lot of cities that could say like oh we're directly outside uh you know where there's no highway in between or like no fat ass piece of land in between we're literally right there so, like, we're in such a unique place geographically. And then also, I feel like our culture is so unique that um, you do tend to see a lot of people do stay. Like, you see a lot of people leave, and you see a lot of people come right the fuck back because we are so, we're so specific. Like, I feel like we're just a specific group of people. So, it's, it's difficult. I don't know. I don't, like, I always think about, like, where would I go? But it's just, like, I don't know where else, where, where else I would go. I ain't going to no California. Yeah. That bitch is about to go under. One earthquake. <laughs> it's about to be a drought. Yeah, like, while I'm good. <laughs> right. And then I think about like, do I want to go there the... for three months and come back before the fire start? Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> then I think about like, damn, what about if I, what if I just switch it up? Let's go to middle of America. But then I think about it. I don't want to go to no <laughs> damn Kansas. I don't want to go to no Wisconsin. <laughs> Chicago is uh, ooh, they it scares me because when it gets it's hit, cold. And it's cold as hell. Cold. Right. That's the only thing that'll keep me from ever visiting there in the winter months. Right. Like, like nah. <laughs> you know, as many years as I as I spent here in the winter time every year, I'm just like, damn. Like, why <laughs> is it so cold? I'm just like, it just doesn't make any sense. But like, I couldn't imagine living anywhere else that's colder than here because like I, I can't imagine having I'm, a winter that's not cold. Like going to California, right? And it's hot, like, I don't like know. I'm not gonna. Who own bubble coats? I'm not gonna try. Like the coldest is that's the thing like too. Yeah, 55 degrees, and you have a bubble coat on. Like, what are you doing? Why do I you have too many coat? boots? I have too many North faces. I have too many bubbles. <laughs> Going over to California is like I have oh, yeah. to rearrange that's the only thing whole... holding me back. Yeah, right. you have to rearrange your whole entire wardrobe because we dressed for over here. I like to have all four seasons. You know. Yeah, yeah all four too. seasons are nice. And they keep niggas in the house. <laughs> this is that That season. is true. That is true. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it, uh, the wintertime stops me from making a lot of dumb decisions. Like, <laughs> I'm not going out there. I mean, sometimes. You know, last year, me and my friends, we definitely were out there in, like, October, November at the peninsula doing some shit we shouldn't be doing. But <laughs> you know what? We were over there freezing, bitch, but we were just like... <laughs> but that's what i think that's what makes us so like so unique like going to those places like during specific times of the of the years and like just where we're at is just so unique so i can just yeah. genuinely cannot imagine going anywhere it's else hot. yeah it, 
it's hard to want to leave a place that people want to go to. Right. That's the predicament. Like a lot of these people leave their places and no one wants to go there. So it's right. like I can see why you want to leave. There's nothing I going see on. See why you want to stuff going on. I just don't <laughs> see why. Like, I feel like most of the reasons why people do want to live here is because it's become ridiculous to stay here. Like, it's just not really financially smart to yeah. put yourself into bankruptcy to live here or living <laughs> yeah. below standard means just to stay here. So I see why, but like, once you take that out, like if it didn't become such a crazy place to live in terms of financially, then I feel like, I mean, why would I leave? Like, yeah. there's no other place like Jersey City, like literally, there's and no other place. And I was dead ass talking to my sister about this. And I was like, you know what? Like, if I do decide to live on my own, I could do it, but I don't want to live check to check. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you yeah, want to exactly. you want to be able to save up enough so you could eventually move into that house or move into somewhere yeah. else, you know? So, like, like, why am I leaving a place with roommates that I'm related to to get roommates I'm not related to? Right. Sometimes, like, depending on your situation, of course, is different yep. person to person, you know? Some situations are a lot different. But if, if you're genu- genuinely don't have to leave or don't have a strong will to leave it's like i definitely should just be able to save up till i can get my own place but they're trying to make that impossible over here right like i i guess i could cough up 1300 a month but i don't fucking want to like i don't like that that and it's not livable (laughs) like it's just because you want to be able to like you said like you want to be able to save like you want to be able to do other things and you know, once the other bills start coming in, like the phone bill, cable, Wi-Fi and shit, because, you know, we're demanding people Spotify, Netflix and them because those are bills too. weed and alcohol. That's another bill. Like that's <laughs> it's unlivable. <laughs> right, especially exactly. like, when you know, like thirteen hundred dollars in like Atlanta <laughs> is getting you a nice condo and you get a, a three bedroom. Building. It with like literally you're getting a three bedroom luxury apartment and a parking spot. <laughs> building with so many amenities and you're just like $1,300 here is getting me a an apartment crummy apartment and let's hope that it's at least in a decent area whatever the case is so it's just like that's another thing like your $1,300 somewhere else could be like a whole nother life and that's the that's the main complaint yeah. too isn't it like in other places the same amount of money I'm spending over here I could be doing so much more in other places so that's the main right. complaint like you could do it, but you just don't want to because it's like, just yeah. like I I could just go right, to North Carolina. <laughs> I want right. those 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 expenses that you save over here turn into expenses over there. It's like, all right, how 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 many cars am I gonna run through driving thirty miles a day? Or, I, I don't even I don't drive. That's you know, true. That's yeah, <laughs> driving like a thousand miles a day. That's true. Because down <laughs> like south, your car you have be, to drive need to be repaired often. Right. Yeah. yeah. The, even knowing that I'd still rather pay $1,300 here than over there because I know what I'm getting myself into over here. Like I know is good. I, I know I still got the best food spots. I know I still got the best places to chill and like the convenience over there. I mean, yeah. I'm taking a risk. Like I'm hoping that, you know, you pay $1,300 just to stay in your apartment because like no one has the time to be driving 50 miles to go to the store like at this point you're just paying for that luxury apartment i'd rather stay here and at least i get 
our amenities don't come in the building they come in the area what's on the outside you know that's our amenities that's why i said that's why i was like "Ugh, i guess i'll stay because that's what it is (laughs) think think about it too because like you live in in, in, in wherever you live in that you get one concert a year in the city that's like x miles away that everybody's gonna get tickets to in the big mega dome or whatever in New York, I could see like twenty dollar concerts, like three every month. Right, hey, you go to Hammerstein, you go Terminal Five, you could go to Madison Square, you yeah. go to Barclays, you Prudential, yeah. Prudential. It's like people want, life, like, like the quality of life is just way better. Uh, you know what? Not that we just broke it down as why we're paying for this shit. I hate us. Like the amount of concerts that I go to, and it's just so convenient. Like, where do I want to go? Do I want to go to MetLife? Do I want to go to Prudential? Am I feeling MSG? And it's like all right there. Like, yeah. Not that we just broke it down. I'm gonna edit this right. part out. I'm not. I'm not gonna give these motherfuckers a reason to raise this rent again. Right. Like, you know what? Actually, they, they make great points. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. I hope you learned something. I hope you enjoyed. Um, Go follow Ryan and Karen on their social media accounts. Next week, we are going to be starting Black History Month. And that's when I'm going to be highlighting and doing interviews with some amazing Black creatives that I am a big fan of. One of them in particular, I have been looking up to since I was literally a child so i'm excited for everyone to hear that make sure you tune in make sure you follow make sure you leave a rate and comment on whatever platform you're listening to this on i'm really excited for this upcoming month so i'll catch y'all next week bye bye